You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, midway through the second month of 2024, we want to tackle a topic that one listener asked Chuck Bentley about of Crown Financial Ministries. He asked about frugal February and how a family of four can actually accomplish this. So let's find out, is this really a thing and how can we all take advantage of it? Chuck Bentley, again, Crown Financial Ministry CEO. Thank you for joining us today. Well, hi, Bridget. Hi, Eric. Good to be with you again. Yeah, is this just like Valentine's Day? It's completely made up. <laughs> I think so. Okay. I think the people who I think the people who sell cards, candy, and expensive uh, flowers. flowers. I think they made it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you did get a listener question though, saying they have heard about this concept. Maybe dive into what this concept is. It's kind of self-explanatory. But then, how you started off helping the listener know how they could take part. Well, I think there's a a real need to start buckling down in February because most people have what's called the holiday hangover where you've spent a lot of money on Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. You've had all the holidays, maybe some travel, a lot of extra expenses, and they're thinking, okay, I can't keep this up. I need to tighten our belt, get back on a budget. And so February seems to be the month that people have chosen to do it. And and quite frankly, I think it's a good idea to do every month, but uh, February is a, a nice time to start. And my wife and I are actually trying it. She's naturally the frugal one in our family. And so we're looking for ways that we can cut back. And I, I answered the, the question in an article with lots of my favorite tips. So do you have to have a goal in, in front of you, like you're cutting back? I, I just feel like if I say I'm just going to stop something, it doesn't really happen. I have to have, for, for my uh, sports mind almost, I have to have a, a, an endpoint or a, a, a tape to cross so that I can say, okay, I've accomplished something and now let's build on something else. So is there kind of a, a, an overall goal that you're looking for here? Well, I think it depends on the family. But yeah, I think having a specific goal as well as some really tangible steps that you're going to take. For instance, uh, I think most people need to increase their emergency savings account, uh, trying to put money aside for emergency savings or paying down consumer debt. One of those two, or maybe even both of them, make for a really good goal to get started on so that you're, you know, you don't end up uh, going backwards on these issues month after month after month. And that's where the real pain has been because of inflation. Mm-hmm. Having a, some overarching goals will help get you started, but also seeing it as fun. You say your wife actually sees frugality as fun. <laughs> uh, yes, she does. And, you know, I'm not frugal by nature. I'm the big spender in our family. And my wife, when when we started out, Bridget, I, I would maybe bring home an expensive gift for a holiday like uh, Valentine's Day. She would ask me if I had the receipt and I would say, why do you need the receipt? She said, because I'm going to take it back. And it wasn't pleasing to her if we stretched to buy things that we really couldn't afford. That actually increased her stress. And she taught me that giving her a gift that didn't, uh, you know, that caused me to run up our credit card balance or overspend for the month really wasn't a way that she that resonated with her. She wanted to do it differently. And she's taught me a lot of good lessons. Yeah. And it, This can be or it needs to be a family activity, doesn't it? I mean, it's something that, especially during this month, if you're going to do this, you want to get everybody involved because the buy-in really does help it achieve success, correct? 
Well, I like to say that a lot of times children are the ones driving the excess spending. They they have peer pressure. They've got uh, needs that are constant. You know, it starts out with school fees or new clothes or backpacks and all those small things, and it starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger. They get into braces, then they start comparing what other people are driving when they get their first vehicle. And if the children don't learn to be frugal and don't learn to have some limitations on their desires of what they want to spend money on, then it's going to be a lot of pressure on the family. Okay. And in this portion of the article where you talk about families working together to be frugal this month, especially, what are some of your tips of ways we can do that with some of those household expenses? Well, I think you've got to look at how much you're paying on streaming. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have young, uh, still have young boys, 25 and 23. And I think their average spending expense is about $100 a month. And, you know, we're nowhere near that. We only stream one program or one network, and it's $5 a month. And so there's a huge difference in how much you're streaming. We also need to look at what we're spending on our cell phone packages. A lot of times your cell phone uh, package is getting cheaper, but you just haven't bothered to ask for an update. Then review your home and car insurance. You can change the amount of your deductible. You can change the amount of your coverage. You can save a lot of -of out-of-pocket money really quick that way. And then if you just look at sort of your impulse spending, how much time are you online and just clicking to have it shipped to the house? Those are things where if you just cut back on a few of those areas, suddenly you may have 100 to $200 a month that you didn't know you had. Wow. Mm. It's also, you talked about going through your closet. You talk about that, how we have some things we don't even know we have because it's got pushed back in the corner of a closet and you may discover some clothes or something else that you didn't even know you had because you just kind of got it shoved in the corner. Well, we have a, we have a use it or lose it policy here. If we, if we're not using it, it needs to be donated or sold and uh, that is really helpful. We don't just accumulate. And if we go and buy something new, we usually think, all right, what do we need to get rid of? If mm-hmm. we get a new, uh, uh, say, a new coat for the winter, maybe you don't have to do that in Florida. But if we do that here, uh, then maybe we donate the one that we've had. Or, or, you know, there's a lot of great consignment stores or resale shops that would appreciate having your items uh, where that somebody else could afford. Mm-hmm. Frugal February tips. Also, food costs. This is a place where our expenses can get out of control pretty quickly. Well, food is just ridiculously high right now, especially <laughs> mm-hmm. if you, especially if you eat out. Yeah. I just can't believe it. I, I've lived long enough to know that there were times when you could eat out really inexpensively, but I haven't found many options lately on on eating out, even uh, what's called quick service or fast food restaurants just continue to go up. So we try to uh, do things like making our own coffee instead of buying coffee out. Sometimes I carry my lunch to work. Uh, we carry little snacks with us so that we don't have to stop in, in uh, a convenience store to get them. And we try to clean out our pantry or freezer so that we're not just uh, – constantly buying. We just had a snowstorm in our area. We were snowed in for nine days. We couldn't get out. And that allowed us to, to recognize how much we had in the pantry and we could just uh, eat without having to go spend any money. Sometimes going to the grocery store is just a habit. I didn't know you lived in Alaska. 
<laughs> well, we didn't either, but <laughs> I, I live in Tennessee, and we had one of the worst snowstorms we've had in years. Wow. That's that's crazy. All right. So um, you had a lot of time to plan and prepare. And one of the things you say is Google. So I did this. Just do a, a search, basically, for for budget-friendly meals. And I came up with a site that had 45 of them pretty quickly. And they say you can prepare these in 30 minutes or less. So there there are helps out there, aren't there? Well, for sure. I mean, just a bowl of oatmeal. If you buy your oats and you you know, you boil the water and you put your favorite fruit in it, you, you're not spending much money at all, and it's a very healthy alternative. Uh, it doesn't have to be uh, expensive to be healthy and, and good for you. And I, I think those tips, especially my wife, she can make a meal last. Uh, we do leftovers around our house, and she told me just the other day, Eric, she said, you never complain about the leftovers. And I said, well, because I appreciate what we're accomplishing. It's not that we have to have, you know, a, a fancy meal three times a day. It's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're even better the second day. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. You also say we can consider some lifestyle changes. This, this could be a little bit hard. This is definitely where we all need to get on the same page here. Yeah, I think that's the big question, Bridget, is are we living beyond our means where these little tweaks aren't going to really help? And that usually involves your housing decision and what you're driving. If if those two things are beyond what's comfortable for you, the smaller changes aren't going to make a difference. So you have to look at housing. You have to look at, at uh, transportation and say, can I do this for less? Uh, we're always looking for ways to save in those two areas because those are the lifestyle choices that usually put people under financial stress. And by the way, I hate financial stress. Mm. I really do hate it. I, I, I will work really hard to avoid putting our family in any kind of situation where we're worried about making it to the end of the month. Mm-hmm. But it, it does come. I mean, I, we were mentioning just before you came on with us, you know, a week ago, I was paying 30 cents less for gasoline than I am today. So, I mean, how do I deal with even just sometimes it does nickel and dime us? Well, I wish I could control the price of gasoline, Eric. And I <laughs> I, look, I heard you say that before I came on and I thought, oh, my goodness, I don't know why it's rising. And I looked it up. Of why, why are gas prices rising? And it said because temperatures are rising, we're getting a warm spell and people are driving more, creating more demand. So, you know, you live in an area where it's always warm. I always right. get a kick out of your, your weather forecast. Oh, warm and sunny today. <laughs> like and tomorrow. Day. And the next day. And tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, you can also do things to save on gas. Uh, I realized the other day that the place I go and, and get gasoline all the time, I'd never signed up for their rewards program. And it's a fantastic rewards program. So I'll get... You know, I'll earn five or 10 cents, 20 cents off per gallon over time. And uh, to me, that's you're just missing an opportunity if you're just skipping around and not accruing rewards for when you fill up with gas. Well, the good news is we can take the frugal February challenge. And you said (laughs) even if it's not this month, this can be carried on. It's not as catchy, but March, April or May still works, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. It, it works. You know, I think frugal is a mindset. It's it's a perspective that I want to be a good steward of what I have and that saving money saved, it's much easier sometimes than money earned. 
a lot of times we, we're not in a situation where we're expecting a bonus or a large increase in our income. So we need to be really careful with where it's going. And uh, I, I think the Lord is pleased when we're careful and cautious. I don't like the idea of being frugal to a point of being a hoarder or, you know, greedy or just trying to store up things for ourselves, but just being careful. That's the mindset that I think pleases the Lord. Is it too much to say that the Holy Spirit will give us wisdom in decisions as we ask for it? No, I think there's a promise there, <laughs> Eric. That, uh, and also when we seek counsel, that's one of the mm. things I've had to learn to do. Is the Bible says if you seek count, the counsel of many, your plans will succeed. That means you're humble, you're willing to listen, you're willing to ask, you're willing to be transparent and tell somebody, you know, I could, I could use some help with this. Our budget coaching program is wildly successful because people are asking for help. They're saying, I feel stuck, I'm trapped, I can't seem to make the numbers work. Uh, and there are people that are very, very good at helping others to live on a budget and to make better financial decisions. And and the Bible says that God honors that when we're willing to do it. It says here that Crown's online budget coaching program can actually match you with a certified coach who can work with you and really develop a customized plan, uh, ways to save. And we'll link you to Crown when you head to our website so you can find out about that budget coaching or just any other tips for living frugally or within your means. Head to ericandbridget.org. Well, thank you, Chuck. And again, we are halfway through this month, so maybe it's one of those things where we can take this into next month mm-hmm. also. But it is just a, a way of us thinking more uh, frugally. It's important for us. So thank you for helping us as we uh, work through these things for our family. Well, thanks, Eric. Thanks, Bridget. Mm-hmm. I always enjoy being with you.